welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. This week's podcast guest is coming to us from Jamaica. Yes, I am incredibly jealous as it is still cold here in Minnesota. We're starting to get warm days, but um, makes me want to go to Jamaica like right now. Crystal Day is from Inner City Kingston, and so before I let you hear her story, I do need to put a content warning on this episode. We're going to talk about molestation. We're going to talk about abortion. We're going to talk about murder. We're going to talk about other horrors of poverty. We're also going to talk about Jesus, redemption, salvation, and empowerment. So I hope you stick around and that by the end of the episode, you're feeling both challenged and encouraged. I hope that you learned something, and I hope that your perspective shifts even just a little bit, because that's why we're here to travel the world by getting to know other people, by hearing their stories to better understand their perspectives, and to allow it to shift our perspectives as we grow and learn. If that's appealing to you, you are in the right place. So hit that subscribe button because conversations like this happen approximately every other week, and there is a lot more learning for all of us to do. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. Today, I'm here with a new friend, Crystal Day. Crystal and I met through a podcasting community we're both part of. She is from Jamaica. She's written nine books. She hosts a podcast called Diary of a Jesus Girl. She's got an incredibly powerful story. And so, Crystal, welcome to the show. Hi, Katie. Uh, Thank you so, so much. Um, It is truly my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to just sharing my story with your audience, but also, you know, whatever I can do to edify the body. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, You have a little video on your website. And the moment I watched it, I thought, oh, I want to get her on the show to share a little bit about her, your story. So yeah, absolutely. It was incredibly powerful. Um, I felt really challenged, really encouraged. So instead of me trying to um, re-explain what you so beautifully have crafted, let's allow you to share your own story. Uh, Again, so as you mentioned, I'm from Kingston, Jamaica, and I guess my story always start with, you know, just how I I grew up. Um, One, you know, I was born in, I say, a financially... uh, poor family <laughs> right and I use financially poor because I always feel like I'm I was rich in love right so I'm the eldest of um four children for my parents and then my mom Mary and now I have a little sister so five for my mom mm-hmm. and growing up you know things were um financially challenging for us we grew up in what we call it inner city in Jamaica mm-hmm. in the U.S. they call it the projects right so it's more mm-hmm. low a lot of low income um there's a lot of violence in the area you know girls get pregnant from 16 years old and you know men get involved with criminal activities so that was kind of what my reality was but I always tell people growing up my father from as young my father used to tell me that education is the way out he believed in education a lot and he tried his very best to protect us from what was going on from our our environment what I recognize is that I was a go-getter from very young so I've always been very driven I go after my goals you know I strive to be the top in the class Uh, you know I always try to excel and I always saw it as a responsibility for me to do well so that I can be a mentor and a for my siblings especially so I was driven Mm -hmm. to do well for my siblings now just to kind of sum up um you know I did well in school I graduated from high school as a top girl you know I I went to uh work a nine-to-five job from I was 16 years old because I decided that hey I can't I can't afford 
to go to school. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. to school. Um, I'm going to work full time and go to school part time. And that, you know, went well because I was able to get my degree. I was able to get a job. And, you know, as eventually, I mean, you know, I was climbing the corporate ladder now. So I was that, you know, girl from the inner city that is now working in the bank and she is just making it. But one of the things I tell people is that the truth is, while you are doing the things of the world, if you don't know Christ, then you are making decisions that are contradictory to his mm-hmm. purpose for your life. But also you are sinking yourself and your soul is just dying and you don't realize. So I would have on one hand, I am this girl climbing up the corporate ladder. She's bright. She's young. She's full of life, etc. But then there's another part to me that people wouldn't be able to see I was very promiscuous I'd always had two three boyfriends at the same time at 16 years old I did an abortion um Mm. you know at nine years old I was molested and these things kind of shaped you know a level of promiscuity but also mistrust with men and you know just didn't value myself as God sees me Mm. and I remember you know just two things, two major things happened that kind of led me to Christ, which is leading me to my Christ moment is I always, so let me pause. Jamaica is, uh, is known for the country with the most churches per, per square mile in the, oh, wow. in the, yeah, in the Guinness book of world records. Right. Wow. So it means that as small as the island is 2 million, 2.5 million durable people, we are, we have a lot of churches. It also meant that we I went to Catholic school I was christened Catholic so there's a God consciousness that exists for most of us living in the island so we have devotions in church you know when we go to parties we have gospel music playing at a party to kind of give us you know um you have gunmen men that are involved with gun they have a bible in their back pockets wow. right so we there's a there's a God consciousness that exists but not a true fear and reverence of God that you know now I've come to understand so I knew God exists and one day I'll serve him but I'm living my best life and two major things I said happened one um a guy that I dated he you know we weren't together at the time but he went to visit a girl and her boyfriend came in and killed him and by now I was about eight nineteen he was about 24 at the time and I think for the first time you know, death has a way of bringing mortality to us. And we realize, whoa, this life, you know, I don't even know when my time happened. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me start to search for purpose and God. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, I was involved with two men. And it so happened in a season that both of them found out about each other. And, you know, both of them left me. And I remember sitting in church. But I know I was visiting different churches. I remember sitting in church and not liking who I am. Mm-hmm. And I remember the pastor just preaching and he was just saying that no matter what you have done, no matter what you have gone through, love of God, you know, was enough. And I remember just for the first time, stop seeing Christianity as, oh, I don't want to do things. I don't want to, but Christianity as, well, there's a God that loves me despite what I've been through. And, you know, I gave my life to the Lord in terms of baptizing, but I didn't surrender totally. I still two years after getting baptized, got pregnant in church Mm -hmm. because I refused to walk away from things of the world. And it was about, I think it was, I was at a party in December. This was December 31st, 2013. I was sitting at a party and I just felt like this was not where I needed to be. And I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, that I would say January 1st, 2014 was when I just say, God, I don't know what the journey would you look like, but I know you, I know there must be more to this Christian walk than 
what mm-hmm. I've been taught and I want yeah. to just walk that out with you. So that's kind of a rough synopsis yeah, of what yeah, my yeah. journey is like. So I hope, you know, <laughs> I didn't talk sure. too much, but it was. No, no, it's great. That's great. That, cause there's a lot of life that anytime we ask, ask someone to share a story, right? There's always a lot of life put together yes. into the, the short version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so you had talked about like molestation and abortion and other really, really hard experiences. Can you talk a little bit about how those affected you? So, you know, this is a very interesting question because what I recognize now and, and probably all my life, I was very, I'm not very emotional as mm. a girl for some reason. I don't I don't take things easily personal. You won't yeah. see me just get up and cry. That is not necessarily a good thing though. I'm sure. learning that now, right? Because sometimes it means that in your goal getter moments, you are pushing to, um, you know, to and not dealing with things. And for the molestation, I don't, so when it happened at nine, I was, I was aware that it was wrong, all of these things, but... I didn't feel like it was safe for me to tell anybody at the time. Um, one, because I knew my father, my father loved me. And probably if I told him, I felt like he would have gone to prison. He probably would have mm, killed the person that happened. Sure. And I did not want to lose my father that way. And so for many years, I just, it was just something that happened and you move on. And it, it happened, you know, more than once. So you just kind of move on again. It's something that happened. Um, I got pregnant at 16 and for me, again, I was so driven. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to have a child in my poor state. You know, I mean, our situation, I want you to imagine two bedroom house, board house, outside bathroom, um, four children, no, four, yeah, four children, two adults. It meant that me and my brother had to sleep on the ground. You understand? Five children, sorry, not four, five children, right? Yeah. So um, me and my brother slept on the ground. So where would I put a baby in all of that, right. you know, at 16? Right. And I smile now, but the truth is that was where my hate space was. So I did not, it was something that happened. I swept it under the rug, move on with my life, living my quote-unquote best life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got really, really saved and I was actually preparing to write my first book, Living in Royal Reality, and the scripture that the Lord gave me was um, John 8, 36, or 38, sorry. Um, it says, who the son sets free is free indeed. Mm. And in trying to um, discern what that, the Lord was saying to me about that scripture, he said that everything in my past I had to share, I had to deal with. I mean, it, it now became okay for me to admit that I was molested. It also meant that I had to deal with the fact that I did an abortion, I committed a murder, and how would I deal mm. with this? So I think that was the first, after I got saved and, you know, the Lord started to work through me and show me what freedom was like, yeah. I actually, you know, recognized. And I remember, just to share very briefly, I remember Please. the enemy, when the Lord started to speak to me specifically about the abortion, I remember, you know, this the, the shame and condemnation, I just kind of felt sweeping over me for days and I remember just crying like Lord 
I mean, no, like I will not tell anybody. I will not admit this. I will not share this in a book. You're crazy, God. Like this would yeah. be permanent if I share it in a book. And I tell you, the enemy, the enemy has a way of using our fear. You know, Job says our fear, our greatest fear has fallen upon us. And mm-hmm. I remember one night I was at home and I just started to hear a baby crying. Mm-hmm. And I, I was home alone, so that there was no baby. And I just kind of felt like, you know, the enemy was using this memory to kind of taunt me to say, you know, you are not good enough. You are not called. God hates you mm. because you commit a birth. And I, I, you are the first time I'm actually sharing this with, wow. to be honest. And this is the first yeah. time. And I remember just feeling like, no, like, you know, God, no, you know, I'm sorry that I did this, but your blood must be bigger than this. Like yeah. you must, your blood must be bigger than this, you know, must be bigger than my shame, must be bigger mm-hmm. than my condemnation. Your blood must be bigger. And when I started to talk about it, I mean, since I released that book, so I had to pray with and encourage so many women that have gone through that. And now I see the scripture that says, um, all things are worked to, in together for the good of those who mm. love the Lord and work all and t- according to his purpose. And mm. I also see revelations coming to pass where it says, I overcome the blood of the land by the word of my testimony. Yeah. And this is why I can talk about these things without yeah. feeling any way now. That's beautiful. I love how the Lord has moved you from the shame and condemnation that the enemy was trying to feed you into the freedom that you walk with now. So thank you for sharing that with us. How can we be supportive of someone in our lives who's got similar situations? So one other thing that I would say one is Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. And whether we want to admit it or not, nobody's sin is bigger than the other. Mm. Or nobody's sin is graver than the other. And I know society have placed certain activities above like abortion you're worse homosexuality you are the worst um you know if you commit a murder you're the worst and society has made it seem like oh these things are so high and grievous that you can't come back from going to prison you're the worst you know there's no coming back from these things and that's not the truth right even a little white lie you tell to god is 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 a major thing because sin overall is just a way that you're rejecting God's righteousness and walking into darkness. So it doesn't matter what your sin look like. So I think one is to recognize that we are all on the same level Mm. playing field. When you start that way, then you are now able to follow the command of love God and love your neighbor. Mm. So you can see the love of God for that person. That's why they are redeemed. That's why they are renewed. That's why they are now, you know, as the word of God says, a new creation. And Mm. then also because of that love that God sees and, and pour out to them, I know I have no other choice. And I meet, I, you want to make people feel love. You want them to feel they can get through this. They can get over this and just remind them that the truth is God had a purpose and a plan for your life. Even he, like he, he took in account our mistakes. He took in account our mishaps. He took in account our rebellion. So it doesn't, it didn't come as a surprise to him. And that's why Jesus Christ went on the cross, right? Because he, he, he saw all of these things. I'm like, okay, I'm going for Kate, right? Even if it was Kate alone, I would have gone, I would have gone for Crystal. I would have gone for Sasha, right? I would have gone for um, Mark, even if it was him alone, because I knew I took all of these things into consideration. So as I said, I think one is to um, recognize that we're on 
level playing field too. Love people through the love, the love of Christ. Three, um, just be supportive of um person's own journey and mm. how they are walking that journey out. It might not look how you desire it to look, sure. but instead of condemnation, pray. Yeah. Only prayer changes people. We can't change people. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. And so you have kids now. Can you share a little bit about what your family looks like now? Well, so I have a daughter. So I have one daughter right now. But I, when people have kids, yes, I have kids. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I have nieces, like my niece. My nieces, we're like very close. You know, like I'm like a mother to everybody. Even mm-hmm. to my siblings, as, as yeah. old as we are now, I'm yeah. the mother to my siblings. So, um, so currently I'm unmarried. I, I do have a daughter. She's 10 years old. Yeah. And I tell people that the truth is my true surrender came because even... I wanted to live a life. I wanted her to look and say that righteousness is possible. Mm. If she chooses, when she gets older to walk away, then that's between she and the Lord, right? Because yeah. we have to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. But at the end of the day, I, I really wanted her to see what, um, you know, somebody living righteously and trying to live holy for God looks mm-hmm. like, not just on TV, not to our pastor not but through me you know as a single mother and I've been a single mother from you know before she was born so it's it's been a challenging journey to be honest sometimes because especially now she's in her preteen age why like I'm I'm wondering oh my god was I that bad as a teenager Mm. (laughs) you know (laughs) but um you know the truth is uh she motivates me to stay at the foot of the cross sure. at all times. So, you know, I really, really appreciate God giving me the ability to steward her even after, um, you know, I would have done abortions, you know, um, yeah. even I would have done, he would have given me the opportunity. So I'm truly blessed for that. But, you know, my, I'm still living here in Jamaica. Most of my, my, my siblings have migrated. Um, my, my little sister, she was 21. She died in mm. 2018 um, at 21 years old. And that has wow. took a, that really took a lot of out of my feet. Sure. You know, it really, I had to, get to a place where you know they always say tested faith is a trusted faith mm-hmm. and my faith was really tested because I was praying I was trusting God you know I declared that she would have lived even when she got sick and she didn't mm-hmm. and I had to just keep my hope in Christ and keep doing what I'm doing so you know the, the, the Christian journey is not um perfect but you know what I like about your podcast you know you said hope traveled mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um hope is not stagnant because if it is if we just have hope today it's not enough for tomorrow it's almost Mm. like the children of Israel you better walk travel with your hope you know so I love the name of your podcast because it's just a reminder that hopes um faith you know Mm -hmm. surrender obedience these are the things that keep us going yeah oh I love that that's such a good word thank you you're welcome So your ministry and passion now is empowering women. And so can you tell us a little bit about what a true empowered woman is? Ooh, that's a good one. Like that gets me excited. So, (laughs) you know, as I said, so when I surrendered my life to the Lord, Kate, um, oh, my, my sister-in-law named Katie also. So she lives in, she and my, she and my brother lives in Seattle, in Washington. So, you know, I love the Katie's, but yeah, um, 
And so when I surrendered my life to the Lord, I had a, I feel like a conundrum because I was driven. I was passionate. You know, I was a go-getter. And then I joined church and everybody was like, not doing it. Like they weren't accomplishing yeah. dreams. Everybody was just feeling stagnant. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, like, am I supposed to come into Christianity and be boring and, mm. you know, unambitious? Like it was, it was, a, and the Lord's like, no. I am changing your character, but not your personality. And mm -hmm. I want somebody to catch that, right? He's yeah. changing our character to be more like him, but our personality, he needs it to impact lives. And as a result, I started to seek the Lord and my purpose. And in this purpose walk, he started to say, what are the things that you're passionate about? I love writing. Um, I love speaking. I, yeah. I recognize I love mentoring. I love hosting events. Yeah. Um, so coming back to what empowered. So the word empowerment, I started to use the word empowerment, right? I don't know where I got the word from, but then when I started to put it out, I recognized that a lot of believers were against the word empowerment because mm -hmm. apparently in the U.S., um, when people talk about empowerment, they talk about new age and, and, and universe and stuff. Mind you, remember, I'm in Jamaica. I didn't know that. <laughs> right. right? I didn't know that empowerment was about. I didn't know, to be mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. So the Lord is like, no, empowerment is not a bad word. Like success is not a bad word. Ambition is not a bad word. It's where you put this. So for me, an empowered woman is a woman that is, is, is um, I don't want to use the word empowered, but she's filled with the power of the Holy Spirit mm. to walk out her purpose calling so that she can impact lives. Yeah. So that's what the Lord showed me that I, I, my mission is to teach women the different, um, I would say keys and strategies for how they can find their purpose in Christ, how they can find your identity, right? Um, I also, as a book coach, because my main thing right now, I'm a, I own a publishing company. Oh, cool. So, Yes, I own a publishing company and I've been doing this full-time for, for since 2017, right? Wow. The Lord called mm -hmm. me out of my job and say I should help, um, especially women. I do publish for men also, but he says there are women with stories all over the world. For and sure. there's a time that's coming where God literature will not be as easily accessible as now. Mm -hmm. So books leave a legacy beyond you. Your video mm -hmm. might go away, but your books find, you find that books. This is why the Lord use a book as a Bible. Bible as a book because book leave a legacy mm. and I want you to help and empower women to share their stories to 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 preserve the gospel and uh, in a way to build the kingdom so that's what I do so I empower women one through my books you know I write in my testimony write in my lessons you know um, I have devotionals various books that I share as the Lord teach me about you know various things about um, faith also empower women through speaking uh, you know I'm a good communicator good storyteller so um I do that through speaking on platforms but also on my podcast um mm. also through my business because sometimes I also recognize that people disconnect business so I also empower women to recognize that you can build a business God's way you can build a brand God's way you can share your story you can share your message and you know still create income without compromising your faith mm. so where at right now that's what I do to empower persons yeah I love that where can we connect with you online your books your podcast all the other resources that you've got um so 
online i'm big i'm i be one believe big big in online platforms this is how kate and i have connected right is yes. because i'm in jamaica you know kate is in the us and you know yep. so um i'm on instagram as crystal sd.com okay. d-a-y-e i'm on instagram so you'll find me very active i'm also on linkedin yeah. very active i'm on facebook so i'm on the platforms very active um my my website crystalday.com and i do have a business website daylight d-a-y-e-l-i-g-h-t daylight publishers and the word that the lord gave me it's saving time right Mm. so um the the day and the light you know it's a play on my name but also the light but because the word of god says you know we're the light of the world and and we should not hide our light we should go out there so um i mean you can always connect with me um i have a 2022 purpose planner that i give away because i believe um in purpose and you know mm-hmm. going after purpose so on my website is a purpose planner that you know i give away to women that women of faith that wants to really accomplish um their goals but also accomplish god's will for their life so you can find me <laughs> wonderful we will put all those links in the show notes as well thank you kate yeah what have i not asked you that you want to chat about Ooh. oh that's a good one um i think there's in terms of chatable i think what i would want to do is just send an encouragement for somebody that's listening right um we're living in our society that the truth is if you look on the left and you look at the right it's easy to be discouraged the war is happening the we're still going through the pandemic it's of course you know it's not as Mm -hmm. bad as it was a year two years ago but we're still kind of going through that you look then there is the gas prices and everything that's increasing. You look, people are losing their jobs left, right, and center. If you look, people are um, dying daily that don't know Jesus Christ. You know, um, I'm sure personal. So these are things that's happening around us. But internally, you know, in our own families, there are, you know, persons that may be sick. You know, you probably just lost a loved one. And what I'm trying to say is that there's, when you look around, there's so many things that can keep you discouraged. But this is why two things I want to share. One, this is why listening to godly, faith-filled messages will help to keep you going like this mm. podcast. So you listening to somebody that's listening to this podcast, this is God speaking to you to say, hope is near. Yeah. Faith is near. Yeah. My plans and purpose will not be thwarted because of what's happening. I, I, these things, Corona didn't take God by surprise. The war didn't take God as by surprise. He factored all of these things. So instead of looking to the left and looking to the right, look to the cross, mm-hmm. right? As the answer, as your anchor, right? Look to Jesus as your hope. Of course, everything that's happening, but understand that he's enough, right? Yeah. He's enough find rest in him and that's my encouragement for somebody today find rest in him and know that you might not know where the next bill you know money to come from to pay the next bill right but declare God's promises over your life he says you shall not be seen his children shall not be seen begging bread right Mm -hmm. he says healing is if you're struggling with you know illness is your body healing is the children bread so call on your Jehovah Rapha right go into the word and and see what the word says about your situation and speak and declare that there's so much power in you not listening, but also declaring. And yeah. I don't know, I just feel so strongly that somebody um, that's listening, you need to hear this. And mm. God was intentional about connecting Kate for such a time as this yeah. to 
you know, not look at the numbers. Oh my God, if am I getting 1 million podcast downloads? Oh my God, you know, no. But because of her obedience, you know, you, he's saying you, I was thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And that's my encouragement for somebody. And also, I just want to say to you that, you know, um, I think it was uh, Moses said to Joshua, I know the journey to lead the people in Israel. (laughs) It's going to be rough. But he said, be strong and be of good courage. I'm saying to you, Kate, whatever is happening in your life, be strong and be Mm. of good courage. God is with you. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you for that word. I appreciate it. Welcome. Along those lines, would you be willing to pray for us? Definitely. Definitely. Um, All right. So let's pray. So eternal God of this universe, our Abba Father, our Jehovah, our Jehovah Shalom, in this time of confusion, we call on you, our Prince of Peace, our all in all, our shepherd, our rock, our husband maker, our light, our salvation. God, you are everything to us. You're all wise, your Holy Spirit is ever present with us, in us, around us, going before us. So God, even as we come before you today, Lord, and we present our body now, God, as a living sacrifice, holy and accepted to you, I pray, God, even as we pray this prayer, that persons are, you know, they're feeling the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, no matter what's happening in their situation. Father, even as I share my story, mighty God, and it might be inspirational, mighty God, I pray that they will not see crystal, but they will see and hear you speaking to them uniquely in their situation. Mighty God, for somebody that's, you know, worried about what's what's going to happen next or, you know, what will happen in the future. Mighty God, I pray that they will not be worried about what will happen, but will be reminded that who holds the future is able to keep them for such a time as this, to keep them in their the perfect peace, to keep them in the hardest, even in the storms that you can say, be still and know that you are God. So Lord, I pray that you bless this podcast. I pray that you will, you know, Take it to the homes, mighty God, here in Jamaica, in different Caribbean islands. Extend the borders, mighty God, to just different countries and different um, places all over the world based on the mission that you have given your daughter, Kate. Lord God, I, again, I just pray that, you know, persons who are seeking purpose, Lord, I pray that you will just reveal your will for them, oh God. I pray that you will just... Um, yeah, just allow them to get clarity on their calling and just give them the courage through your Holy Spirit to go out and share the gospel in their way, to share their story in the way that you have called them to do it, to, for them to be obedient, knowing that obedience is your love language. It's how we show that we also love you. Lord, I pray that you will just continue to keep us safe, protect us from evil. God, I pray that you will provide for us because you are Jehovah God. I pray that you will just continue again, Lord, to just love upon us, you know, your love, your word says that even if we lay our bed in hell, that we, you will come down there and get us, your love is, is, is wider from the east to the west, mighty God, because your love is just more than enough, mm-hmm. remind them of this, oh God, remind them of this, and we speak peace right now, we speak hope, we speak abundance in their life, in Jesus name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're most welcome.
So I've got one kind of final question for you, and it's a fun one. Okay. <laughs> if you could be any inanimate object, what would you be and why? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. So let, if, if I'm supposed to, I, I'm probably going to say the diary because I love stories and people, yeah. um, women especially write stories in their diaries. So I want to be the diary where they feel like they can just be honest and real with me mm. because that's who I am. I want yeah. people to be real and, you know, to share their stories with me. So I'm going to choose a journal slash diary. I love <laughs> that. And I love how it's in alignment with your ministry and your vision too. Yes. And the work that you're already doing. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I have been challenged and encouraged. I love the way that you um, bring the Lord into everything that you do, the way that you quote his word, the passion that you have for him and then for the women in your world. The women especially, of course, we're not not passionate about men. I love but the men. But we do love the men <laughs> yes, too. We love yeah, the no, men I, too. I'm the same but way. it's an like, assignment. Yes, yes. Um, so thank you so much for sharing with us. This has been such a delight for me. Thank you. As always, big thanks for listening. Hey, if you enjoyed this conversation with Crystal, can you do me a favor and review the podcast? You can tell me what your favorite part was about this conversation or another conversation you have heard here on Have Hope Will Travel. It's how other people find the show, and it's how other guests find that their story is going to be safe to share here. I love getting to hear diverse perspectives, as you already know, and obviously you do too since you're here. Um, but we need to make sure that everyone knows that this is a safe space for them to be able to share their story. Reviews are one of the ways that we can find more guests to be able to share their story to know that they are going to be safe here. My friend, thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm so glad that you are learning, that you are growing, and that your perspective is shifting even just a little bit. If we haven't connected before, you can find me at katieaxelson.com, on Instagram at katieaxelson, and Facebook, katieaxelsonwriter. I would love to take this conversation from the podcast into whatever real life looks like in these digital world. We will see you again in two weeks. Know that you are loved. Know that you are matter. Know that you are seen. Know that your story has value. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.